Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. We want it to be very, like, Instagrammable for you. We want it to be eye-pleasing. I do think that people, like, eat with their eyes first. I'm Robin Sessingham, and this is The Zest, citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor and Southern charm, the Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. From the kitchen to the field to the hive, the Zest podcast has taken you north, south, east, and west in Florida and the Southern States. We're going to take a break while we prepare our second season showcasing food and communities in the Sunshine State. We'll return with completely fresh episodes just in time for WUSF's Longest Table in St. Petersburg on April 16th. In the meantime, follow our Facebook and Instagram profiles for behind-the-scenes action, upcoming surprises, and even a few bonus episodes. We appreciate all of our listeners and supporters of The Zest in helping make this first season a smashing success. Coming up today on The Zest, a Tampa bakery shows a lot of love for foster kids with the help of some eye-catching, over-the-top desserts. We celebrate the start of carnival season with rum punch and a seasonal salad that's perfect for right now. Support for The Zest podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free, fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee, and more. Available in supermarkets, health food stores, or online at seitenbacher.com. Here in Florida, it's always milkshake season. The latest milkshake craze is the Freak Shake, an over-the-top milkshake topped with cake and candy and other goodies. This month, a popular Tampa bakery is serving up Freak Shakes for a cause that's extra sweet, to help children in foster care find a permanent home. The Zest, Dalia Colon paid a visit to Julie Curry, who owns Bacon Babes inside Tampa's Hall on Franklin. I'm Julie Curry, and I'm the owner of Bacon Babes. Talk to me about this freak shake, because it is like five desserts in one. What's in it, first of all? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's a jumbo funfetti cupcake, and then it's topped with a mini ice cream cone. Um, The shake itself is a strawberries and cream. It's got like a little candy heart bracelet around the base of it. It's got a purple and white swirled lollipop, cotton candy, conversation hearts, like the whole nine. Whipped cream, obviously, everything. So, yeah. You definitely will not... uh, leave hungry. <laughs> you definitely will not leave hungry. I won't ask you how many calories. Yeah. <laughs> Zero calories because it's for the kids this month. So I think that math adds up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Before we get into this month's special freak shake, let's talk about the origin of the freak shake. How did this idea come about? You're a bakery known just as much for your milkshakes as for your baked goods. 
Yes. Um, so I think the trend started in Australia with these things, and they called them freak shakes. And they were just this over-the-top, you know, monstrosity of a milkshake that would come to your table. It had, like, huge slices of cake on it or brownies or whatever. So we really loved that, like, wow factor and that just, like, ridiculousness of it. So every month we switch it. And, like, for January we did it Gasparilla-themed for Tampa and had, you know, a slice of cake on it with, like, a pirate and this and that. And so we try to make it fun. So for February, we were like, what are we going to do? Obviously, there's Valentine's Day and things like that. Um, so we paired with the Heart Gallery of Tampa. And we figured heart-themed, hearts, hearts, you know, we'll like tie it all in together. But if you're unfamiliar with the Heart Gallery of Tampa, they're just an amazing organization. And they really just want to spread awareness that there are over 2,500 kids just in Hillsborough County alone that are in need of a forever home. So we decided to work with them and help spread that word. So by doing that, each of the freak shakes will come like on a little tray and there will be a valentine on it. And on the front card, it says send love. And then on the back of the card, you will have a bio and a story of one of the children that's available for adoption. We're focusing on eight children right now. Three of them are siblings and they're trying not to split them up. So um, it's eight children total and you'll get to like read a little bit about them and you can go on the website heartgallery.org and you know and view more but we're just you know trying to get the word out and like hopefully we just hope that it sparks conversation at the table. And their pictures are on there too which is just so I'm looking at your face and my face we both have all the feels it's so sweet and every sense of the word (laughs) the kids and the milkshakes why was this cause important to you to get involved with so i met them for the holiday time stephanie swans the owner of empa mamas and i got together we're like what are we going to do for you know the holidays to give back well and empa mamas is another uh um, food stall yeah it's an armature work she does kind of like non-traditional empanadas they are the freaking best she does one that's like a cuban sandwich in an empanada and one that's a cheeseburger empanada and it tastes just like a big mac it's like my favorite thing in the whole world so anyway we got together and we're we basically raised money for 13 organizations for the holiday time and the heart gallery is one of them so I learned more about them I went to their installation at the um, Tampa History Center and when I went and saw like they did a visual installation because they really wanted you to like feel and see what these children in foster homes are going through and it like it pretty much just like crushed me it was really like difficult like as a mom do you have kids yes two How old are your kids? You're tearing up. I'm tearing up. I have a three and seven year old. How about you? Sorry. um... Max is six and Savannah's 12. It was um, a really difficult thing to view. Sorry, you might have to edit this. You know, it would have like visual pictures of trash bags and it was like um you know all of my belongings fit in these trash bags it was difficult they did like a video and you know you hear the stories from the children they had um a child speak one child just wanted a notebook for christmas because he has to borrow paper every day you know when he goes to school and it's really embarrassing so he just wanted a notebook that's all he wanted um one child wanted a stocking with his name on it because he's never had a stocking with his name on it these children just like really like pulled at my heartstrings, you know. So as I'm crying hysterically in the office stairs, um, what we wanted to share with the community is that, you know, we're not just a bakery, right? You know, you can bake cookies, you can buy cookies from anywhere, you can get the cookies at Publix, they're great, whatever. What we want to do is like we want to be a community contributor. 
so we want to give back to the community that's so good to us so we figured this there's like no better way right so we just want to like help spread like the gospel of the heart gallery like they're an amazing organization nonprofit. so we just want to educate and show like hey like maybe you were thinking about adoption maybe you know it's something that like you've been thinking about and you're not really sure of go on their website like view these children like they have amazing stories and um one thing i love about them is that they hire professional photographers to take photos of the children so they're like playing in their element you know you can like feel their personality so it'll be um a little boy like playing in the park or like doing something that like he really like loves to do and you like see that smile and you see that like personal like connection and um i just think that's really nice that they do that Okay, we both have tears running down our face. <laughs> we just met and we're already having a, just, a good cry together I, in the office above just, the hall on Frank. <laughs> but you know what I will say? I have a friend of mine from high school who has 10 kids. Some are adopted and some have special needs from other countries, all these things. And people always tell her, I could never do what you do. And what she says to us on you know, social media is, maybe you couldn't help these kids the way I'm helping them, but you can help the helpers. So what I love about what you're doing with this Freak Shake is that it will spark a conversation mm -hmm. at the table, as you said, and it is raising awareness. Everything that comes out of Bacon Babes is so Instagrammable yeah. and, and just takes off and catches fire on social media. So even if all you did was buy a milkshake and take a picture mm -hmm. of it and post it, that's doing something to help the helpers. Right. So they do things with the children. They take them to restaurants. They take them to, like, some of them when they take them, like, it's their first time ever going to a restaurant. So, like, yeah, maybe adoption doesn't fit your lifestyle or something, something you can do. Maybe you own a restaurant and you want to invite the kids in one day. Maybe they get tickets and take them to the baseball games. Maybe you can like help out in another way. Maybe you can um, donate things. They have birthday parties for all the children. You know what I mean? So they said that one time they had a birthday party not long ago and the child didn't know what was happening. They didn't know that there was a happy birthday song. They didn't know that there was a song like attached to it. They didn't know what to do with the candles. They had never had a birthday cake before. They'd never had someone sing happy birthday to them. There are other things you can do. So that's what, you know, we hope. We hope it sparks conversation with the table. Maybe you're a photographer and you want to lend some of your services. I mean, I'm sure there's always, like, ways you can contribute, you know. Are any of the proceeds going to the Heart Gallery? Yes. So a dollar from every milkshake sold is going to the Heart Gallery. So, you know, it'll be like your way of giving back, too, you know, by purchasing the milkshake. I absolutely love that. All right, let's talk about milkshakes in general. Let's let's bring up the mood a little bit here. Yeah. What makes a good milkshake? Do we need a cupcake on it? What makes it have that wow factor? I think anything that's like fun, right? That makes you smile. So watching the milkshake go out to the tables is like my favorite thing and like watching it like arrive at somebody's table like just makes me smile because their face and their like interaction and the joy and a lot of times people share it obviously because it's so large so then you have like multiple kids like digging into it and eating it and it's just a fun fun thing okay well you've answered most of my questions we've we've gone through the roller coaster of emotions <laughs> Are the visuals something that you think about when you're putting together 
your creations. Tell me about some of the other freak shakes you've had. I know there was one for the singer Lizzo. That was hugely <laughs> popular. Yes, yeah, so their visual uh, is something that like definitely is like heavily considered. We want it to be very like Instagrammable for you. We want it to be eye pleasing. I do think that people like eat with their eyes first. So I want you to see it, and I want it to, you know, spark joy, uh, as Marie Kondo <laughs> says. I want it something that, like, you have to have and you want. And we switch it every every month, too, to, like, keep it fresh. Very fun. Well, Julie Curry of Bacon Babes, on behalf of the entire community, thank you so much for this special Valentine's Day freak shake. And it's available all February long. Is that right? It is. All right. Thanks for having me. That was Julie Curry of Bacon Babes speaking with Delia Cologne. February marks the start of carnival season, a time of street parties, parades, vibrant costumes, and feasts celebrated by Catholic countries all over the world. And for many Caribbean nations, the quintessential carnival drink is rum punch. Andrew Ashmead owns The Jerk Cut, a Jamaican restaurant with four Tampa locations. Dalia recently stopped by Jerk Cut's flagship location near the University of South Florida to learn a rum punch recipe so simple that there's a rhyme to remember it. My name is Andrew Ashmead. I'm the owner of The Jerk Cut restaurant here in Tampa. Set the scene for me. You're a Jamaican native. Where in Jamaica are you from? And when you close your eyes and think about Jamaica, what comes to mind? Oh boy. So where I'm from, I'm far away from the beaches. I'm all the way up in the mountains. I tell my friends that you have to pass the clouds to get up there. Where it's it's cool, you definitely need like a light jacket in the evening, you know? You have to pass the clouds to get up there. <laughs> you, believe me, you can see when the mist and the fog comes down, it's like you're driving through the clouds. Your ears actually pop when you get up to our altitude. Wow. What, what city is that? A little town called Christiana. Next to our big city is Mandeville. But um, if you've ever heard of High Mountain or Blue Mountain Coffee, we're, you know, we're about that grade, you know, where you can get high altitude coffee beans from. Very cool. We'll save that conversation for another day because today's not about coffee. It's about rum punch. When you go to a resort in Jamaica or any number of the islands, the first thing they do is hand you a glass of rum punch. And it kind of sets the tone for your whole vacation. It puts you in the right spirit. What is it about rum punch that just gives us that chill vibe? happiness and good vibes in a glass my dear let me tell you like you say when you get off the plane or when you get into the resort they hand you rum punch and i can't think of anything better than than that for them to hand a person yeah because that rum punch just it gets that party going there's a party in your mouth and then there's a party in your body you know after that oh yes a party and speaking of parties carnival is upon us You suggested this. I called you and I asked, what should we make together to kind of commemorate Carnival? And you suggested rum punch. Why is that? Rum is the fuel of Carnival. Any way you look at it. Definitely. So rum punch would be the most fitting thing. I think um, getting that vibes going, like you say, if you're going to kick it off, you know, start it with a glass of rum, man. Rum being the fuel of Carnival. And it's a long Carnival season, so you need a lot of fuel. Can you talk me through how the different nationalities sort of have different times that they celebrate. You told me on the phone you celebrate all season long, Mm -hmm. which is what, Mardi Gras to Easter? Mm -hmm. So most of the islands, you know, the carnival is, you know, about the same time. But um, like Jamaican carnival is like in April and, you know, various um, islands have theirs at different times. But the thing is, once the season of carnival starts, 
everybody is in that carnival vibe until the last carnival happens. So whether you're Brazilian, Jamaican... Does not matter at all, yeah. So it's carnival season and people get ready for carnival season, you know? All right, well, let's get ready with some rum punch. Um, seems to have a certain magic, but there is a bit of a formula. What's a good rule of thumb when making rum punch? So, you know, most of the important things in our culture that got passed on, they made them into rhymes so that, you know, the younger generation will never, ever, ever forget, forget it. So our international universal rum punch recipe is one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, and four of weak. And that's the universal recipe for good Caribbean rum punch, no matter what you use. Wow, so there's actually a rhyme for it. One of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. That's when you don't want to forget something. It's you, like you will never forget that. All the important things, like how to tie your shoes, or the days of the week, you turn it into a rhyme or a song. That's hilarious. Exactly. So it's one of those important things that got passed down. And we all, you know, we, we've known it since childhood, basically. So when you say one of sour, that means anything sour. So it could be your lime juice or sour mix or whatever you have that gives you that nice little sour taste. And then the next one would be sweet. So if you're going to use maybe a strawberry syrup, maybe you're going to use some grenadine or some kind of fruit that adds some kind of sweetness to it, that would be your sweet. And it could be anything. Then you have three of strong. No, oh, that's where the rum come in. That's your rum right there. So the coolest thing about rum is that you can get a regular strong rum or you can get the flavored rum. Some people are really into flavored rums these days because you could do like a guava rum, a pineapple rum. You could do maybe a black cherry or something like coconut has a really nice island taste. So coconut rum is really good. I love coconut rum as a matter of fact. Oh yeah, that sounds so beachy. And when you give me the numbers, one, two, three, four, one what? One cup, one, one glassful? One anything. So if you're going to make a big thing for your family, then you could use one gallon. <laughs> or if you're just making something for yourself, then you could use one ounce, you know? So the one is just like, you know, your proportion. And then the week in the recipe, it could be water or your favorite juice that you like. What are we using today? You've got the ingredients well, laid out. Today I figure, you know, I give you the recipe and you could even make it yourself because we have, we have some sweet here. Our sweet that we have is grenadine. We also have some, some of our Cool Runnings fruit punch that we make right here at the restaurant. So that we could use as a sweet also. And then we have some Passionade, which we make here, which is like fresh passion fruit, you know, mixed with lemonade. And then we also have some pineapple ginger that we make here with fresh pineapples and fresh ginger. And that would make a really wicked rum punch. I imagine if you paired up some pineapple, ginger, and some coconut, you would be in the islands immediately. All right, I'm ready to go. My bags are packed. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> I should have brought my passport. <laughs> I'm telling you. So here we go. Get some ice in there. I'm going to get some sour in there. Give me that one of sour. <laughs> that might have been two or three of sour. Yeah, that's like a lot of sour, yeah. And what was that again? Sour. That was just some sour mix that I used. Our lime juice. And the next one is going to be our... Two of sweet? All right, you're All getting right. it, you're getting it, two of sweet, yeah, so. And since it's just the two of us, you're using a really small Yeah, container. very, very small jig are we using. And then, what do we have next? Three of strong. Strong, yeah, so yes. I think we should do some, what did you say, some coconut rum? Oh, yes, send me straight rum. to the beach. That's right. 
What's the count on that again? Three. Three? three or four? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or four or five. <laughs> right. It's almost the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> and then for this one, we're just going to add your week to this. So, passion thing right here. Okay, so this is four, four. Uh, little cupfuls of like a juice. There we go. Four of week. Wonderful. It's pretty. Oh, I'm not drinking by myself. Pour that no, half no, into your glass. I'm knock it up here. Today. <laughs> okay, so you're mixing it up. Mm -hmm. Ooh, look at that. Look at that color. Beautiful, bright, ruby red color. What do you say in the islands? Do you say cheers? Salud? What do you say? Hmm, what do we say? Mostly Yemen. <laughs> well, yeah, man, let's give this a taste. Cheers. All right. Mmm. Mm. I love the coconut nice rum in that. Coconut dancing on there, right? The coconut, the coconut is dancing. Mm -hmm. My taste buds are dancing. It's sweet, but not too sweet because of that rhyme. Mm -hmm. What kind of reaction do you usually get when people try your just, rum punch? Just absolutely delighted because um, they can't figure that, you know, four simple things could taste so amazing, you know? Literally, as soon as it hit my tongue, I pictured myself sitting at a pool. Like, instantly. That's the magic of the rum punch, my dear. The magic of it. So, it does seem like Jamaica is this magical place. People vacation there. They dream about it. They write songs about it. They listen to Bob Marley. How have you found the island community here in Florida? Do you sort of feel like you're at home here? You know, to be 100% honest, when, when I, I decided to do the whole jerk out thing, I was a student at USF, and there wasn't many places to go. So my dream was to, like, put something together that represented our culture, you know, bright pictures of where we're from, the food and the music and the drinks that we come from, just to represent, you know, our island lifestyle. And um, somehow, you know, the representation of her lifestyle became like our concept for a restaurant, which is like real life, you know? So it's very exciting. And people flock the jerk hut to come in and soak up some of those vibes. It's, it's like going to Jamaica without, you know, without the TSA or the, the luggage fees or anything. You just step right off Fuller Avenue and boom, right there in Jamaica. Yeah, you can leave your shoes on. That's amazing. I didn't realize you were a student at USF. So yeah. how old were you when you came here 17 years old coming out of jamaica wow and it's full circle because you're just a few miles from usf and now this is where the students go yep definitely and it's been a, a blessing matter of fact our slogan for jerkot is we bring jamaica to you so any little thing that we could put out there that make you feel more at home or closer to home yeah you can expect that when you come to jerkot Talking about fresh fruits, fresh food. We even have fresh coconuts from the trees. We, we bring them in. So we have fresh cut coconuts here all the time. Wow. Sell out. Well, is there anything else you would like us to know about Jamaican culture, Jamaican culture, particularly here in Tampa Bay? I mean, you talk. I'm going to just polish off this drink mm, real quick. Definitely. <laughs> Jamaican culture in Tampa Bay. We've, we've had a, a, a great, great, great growth in the Jamaican culture here and the Caribbean culture in general. All of the islands of the Caribbean are represented in Tampa. And we also try to represent every single island. If you walk around the restaurant, you'll see the names of every single Caribbean island in here. We're welcoming everyone. And we embrace the culture. And the food is so similar and so 
we're so much alike that um, you know, it's 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 kind of like just one one Caribbean. Yeah, for us, one love we call it, one love. One love. <laughs> now the song's playing in my head. Andrew Ashmead of Jerk Hut, thank you so much. Thank you very much also. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was Jerk Hut owner Andrew Ashmead speaking with Delia Cologne. While much of the United States is in a deep freeze, Florida is in peak growing season. That's particularly true in Plant City, an agricultural enclave between Tampa and Lakeland that's celebrated for its strawberries. Food blogger Danielle Rose knows just what to do with all the fresh produce that's in season now. She makes what she calls her Plant City Grove Stand Salad. Delia stopped by Danielle's home in Tampa for a lesson. Well, Danielle Rose, it is so nice to be back in your kitchen. What are we making today? Today we're going to make the Plant City Grove Stand Salad for my blog, which is a super fun recipe for anybody that wants to use local ingredients and put something together and even possibly work in a road trip to Plant City to make a salad. Never a bad thing. Maybe get a milkshake while you're over there, strawberry milkshakes. So what's in the salad? So this salad has citrus strawberries, pickled onions, which I use strawberry onions. Those are very special. Arugula, which actually came from my garden. And sometimes I throw in some fresh herbs or even baby collard greens. And at, you know, if you go to a farm stand right now, you can get any kind of greens that works too. And the dressing is a citrus poppy seed dressing, and you can use any combination of citrus you can get your hands on. So all of these ingredients are in season. I'm just in awe that you went out and picked the arugula. It looks like something from a magazine shoot. It's just so bright green and beautiful. So winter is the time for all of these ingredients. Yes. And arugula is very easy to grow in the backyard in a tiny bed. doesn't take up a lot of room. I love collard greens. That's my favorite greens to grow, but they do need a lot of space and they need to have a little more care. But arugula shoots up so fast and you're picking little greens and making salads or even bulking up, you know, a salad that you bought mixed greens and you just want to use a little bit of your fresh. That works too. All right, I do not have a green thumb at all, but I'm going to give it a whirl in my backyard. Talk to me about these quick pickled onions. My absolute favorite thing are strawberry onions, and this is the season when you have strawberries, you have strawberry onions. And you'll find that when you go to Plant City right now, if you look at all the strawberry fields, you'll notice that along the edges they plant onions, and they're sweet onions. They can be Vidalias, or I think they use Walla Walla onions sometimes. And these onions are protecting the strawberry fields from pests. And they end up being these big, super sweet onions. And they're the greatest thing. I am not a big onion eater. I don't like raw onions that much. So I love to pickle them. I think they're delicious like that. Um, It kind of mellows the flavor. So it's just vinegar and sugar. And I use apple cider vinegar, but you can use regular vinegar too, and just a pinch of salt. And you slice up the onions really thin and let them hang out. And the longer they sit, the better. So it says quick. How quick are we talking? What's the, what's the bare minimum here? <laughs> I did say quick pickled. So you can use them in 10 minutes, but the longer they sit, the more mellow they get. 
so they're pungent right away and then the onions and the vinegar and the sugar all kind of combine and eventually you get a very very mild onion I love the 10 minute idea because when you're throwing dinner together Sometimes in my head, I'm like, this is not really going to be that spectacular. But if there's something you can do to elevate it quickly, like pickling onions, then I'm all about that. So you just put these in a jar, in a mason jar in the fridge, and use it for a couple weeks. You've got quick pickled onions to jazz up any salad. We have to talk about Plant City strawberries, or strawberries, as my three-year-old calls them. That's adorable. These strawberries are just a deep red. I, I can't even describe them. How, how would you describe the color even? They look perfect. That's the only word I can think of. Mac lipstick. That's what I think of. <laughs> a bright red lipstick. And so sweet. Talk to me about your love of Plant City and, and going out there to get the produce that you aren't growing in your backyard. I think that's one of the prettiest road trips from Tampa. You just finally get off the highway, pass all the cars, head out on Route 60, and Parksdale might be my favorite farm stand out there, but all the other ones are great too. And you can pass all these beautiful fields of strawberries and see all the little red berries all over. And it's just so relaxing out there. And it's just miles and miles and miles of produce. So there's tomatoes and strawberries and onions and greens. And I just go crazy there. It's not that far either. It just takes a few minutes outside of Tampa and you're in a whole new world. So true. Okay, so we've got the basic greens for the salad, and then maybe throw in, I see you've got avocado here, tomatoes, jicama, which is really fun for a crunch. Love that. Me too. That's a great addition to any salad, and so underused. It really is. And then I see fresh herbs. What is that? Just mint, but I have like five different kinds growing this year, so... I'm not sure which kind is which. <laughs> I wish I had that problem. I've got so many herbs flourishing in my backyard. That never happens to me. <laughs> I wish I had grown enough to lose track. That's amazing. You're a home cook and a home gardener. Do you have any advice for people like me looking to start? What's a good, easy plant to try growing since it is planting season right now? I would say start with greens, arugula or... Um, collards are very easy if you've got the space. Um, just a pot of basil. Uh, you know, tomatoes can be a little tricky, honestly. I get a little frustrated with mine. So, you know, just those few things, I think. Something green, something that you can use a lot. Parsley. Italian parsley grows great here. And it even seeds itself, so it'll pop up in your garden year after year. But yeah, I'd say... Don't plant tomatoes or strawberries as your first. Um, just go to Plant City. <laughs> yeah, it's like riding a bike. We start with the tricycle, then we go to the training wheels, then we take the training wheels off. So it's time to make this poppy seed dressing, citrus poppy seed dressing. How'd you come up with this recipe? I love poppy seed dressings. I, I think that was around in the 80s. That was one of my favorites as a kid. So I've, I just keep poppy seeds around. I don't know how much flavor they add, but it's just a little tiny, you know, cute crunch. And it goes so well with citrus, like, you know, the poppy seed muffins. So yeah, that, I guess that's where I got the idea. And it just looks pretty, especially over strawberries. You can see the little teeny dots on there. Okay, the 80s are back. Now you're whisking. What are you whisking here? 
So I have apple cider vinegar, citrus juice, any kind is fine. So if you've got some grapefruit, oranges, lemon, any of it works, or a combination, then we are adding a little bit of honey. Um, one garlic clove, if you like more, that's fine. I just like it very finely minced. And a little bit of Dijon mustard, salt, pepper, and olive oil. And then finally, our poppy seeds. Okay, here they go into the party. I do love lemon poppy seed cake, but this is much healthier, so it's a good look for the new year. <laughs> it is. Here's your healthy version. So whisk, whisk, whisk. Yes. It's such a pretty color. It's like a bright yellow color. I'm all about what can I serve to company, and this passes that test. This is beautiful. Well, thank you. Okay, are we ready to give it a taste? Sure. The arugula I grow is very spicy compared to store-bought, just to warn you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Wooden bowls don't really make a noise. Mmm. The dressing is so good. It's everything you promised. It's citrusy. It's super fresh. I feel good when I'm eating it. You know you have those foods that you feel good when you're eating it and then later you like hate yourself? That's not going to happen here. It feels so fresh and clean. Ooh, the arugula is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> It feels so fresh and clean, and even for someone who didn't want to make an entire meal, they could easily put the salad together, or even just the dressing, and it would really be kind of a showstopper. I do love the bright red strawberries. This would be really pretty for Valentine's Day. Definitely, and they are so pretty on top of salads, so you don't always have to eat them as strawberry shortcake or the strawberry milkshakes. But you do, though, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I mean, you need both. We all need balance, right? Exactly. Well, Danielle Rose, thank you so much for providing us that balance. Thank you for having me. That was Dalia Cologne speaking with blogger Danielle Rose, who writes about Florida foods on her website, swanerose.com. You can find Danielle's recipe for Plant City Grove Stand Salad with quick pickled onions and citrus poppy seed dressing. It's on our website, thezestpodcast.com. From the kitchen to the field to the hive, the Zest Podcast has taken you north, south, east, and west in Florida and the southern states. We're going to take a break while we prepare our second season showcasing food and communities in the Sunshine State. We'll return with completely fresh episodes just in time for WUSF's Longest Table in St. Petersburg on April 16th. In the meantime, follow our Facebook and Instagram profiles for behind-the-scenes action, upcoming surprises, and even a few bonus episodes. We appreciate all of our listeners and supporters of The Zest in helping make this first season a smashing success. I'm Robin Sussingham. Dalia Cologne and I produce The Zest with help from Mark Hayes, Craig George, and Megan Trimble. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media. 